0: Breaking things into different calendars and things like that. Like my wife even books me for things now, yeah. so <laughs> she knows that the calendar is the how I look at my day and how I. Yeah. So if she's like, "Hey, don't forget about this," it's like, "Okay, yeah, send me a calendar invite." In.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Vice Podcast, about podcast for students by students, and today. We have Steve Janssen. Jensen. Jensen? Right, Jensen's, Jensen's. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I still think this is very bad. <laughs> it's okay. It depends <laughs> on
0: if you're. I think in Europe they would say Jensen's. Uh, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's like Scandinavian yeah. name, right? I think it's uh,
0: it's more uh, like Dutch, Belgian, Dutch, Belgian kinda. Dutch <laughs> yeah, yeah, kinda kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And you are the master of innovation around uh, St. Lawrence College. you every time we approach you, you're very laid back, very uh, open to creative ideas. But it's kind of a very secret place, right? The innovation hub. So tell us a bit what it is all about for yeah. new students coming on campus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, as 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 you say, my, my name is Steve Janssens. I am the manager for the Innovation Hub here. I, I don't know if I would go as far as to say, you know, Master of Innovation. <laughs> I think I've got a ways to go to become, uh, to hit that level. But um, but yeah, the Innovation Hub is on the second floor, um, right across from the SA, really. We, we sort of share the floor with the SA. We always say to people, kind of, Second floor, purple door. Uh, the truth is, we don't really want it to be uh, a secret. I think it's a space that that we want everyone to be able to, to access and and to be able to uh, really develop a space where people can be creative, people can explore ideas together, people can um, look to solve challenges and solve problems. Right, so often. Uh, we do get uh, faculty and staff booking the space for class activity or um, if there's a guest speaker or a partner that's involved with, with, uh, with an activity that they want the students to really uh, be able to integrate with, uh, that, that this is the perfect space for that. Often we see students who come in and, and settle in to study or to kind of like just use the space with a group. Um, we, we definitely have like a booking system. We, want, we do want people to be able to book it um, in order to kind of like facilitate innovative activity Um, but we do we do most often have faculty and teachers come in and and book the space for um book the space for class activity right so um what you can expect really as a student coming into the innovation hub is a a welcoming atmosphere Um, something it's a it's an atmosphere we don't want people to be kind of afraid to Oh, to, to interact with, um, so really there's there's a number of different tools like the smart boards, the whiteboards. Those are kind of like the technological aspects here, but we also have a number of tools that are really meant to help students and faculty, um, even in self guided um, or or self driven, uh, innovative in, in innovative uh, activities. So. Um, We've got sort of things like our action learning toolkits, some of our brand kits, we've got brainstorm bundles, we've got things to help you along in um, if you're in, for example, starting a group project and you want to sort of be able to get to know the team or solve a challenge that's outside of the context of what your class is. Um, so we've got a number of escape room games, we've got sort of our, if you're new to the campus, we've got, um, our escape SLC game, which is basically a backpack that you can carry around. That is, it sort of builds a context and story for you to kind of explore the campus, but do it under sort of a challenging circumstance. Yeah. Um, so you really have to, to sort of, uh, come in and, and, and book it out to, to be able to, to, to experience it. but. Uh, but that's that's a great thing that that uh, the students here have actually built. So,
1: and and there, there are a lot of innovative ways in which the innovation hub, like the action. It- back um uh, all those tools accessible to students so how are the students after they have come to the innovation how do you feel there's a change uh, after they've the teachers have used the class is there a way that uh, you feel that oh we've learned something new every time we come to the, in- to the innovation hub
0: yeah absolutely i think the like the way that students leave the innovation hub is definitely it depends on how much they've been exposed to like an innovative idea or a challenge or or their surroundings or even the people that are around them. So, um, really, a lot of the time we will see people get get into the space and be a little bit nervous, a little bit yeah. closed off, if there's you know or uncertain really about about kind of like what are they walking into, what is the activity we're doing here. Uh, but almost every time we see students leave the innovation hub. They're more upbeat. They're more uh, open to collaborate. They're more um, really comfortable. I think with with the surroundings and and with the, their ability to uh, to approach a problem, right?
1: And it's uh, it's not designed for a specific. You can be from any course or any program. That's right. For example, I used to be in hospitality. I I used to be. I wanted to become a restaurant manager. And you know, I can come here even if I'm in hairstyling, from digital marketing to administration. It's for innovation at core, right? Absolutely, it's regardless of any program you're taking.
0: That's right. So it's not tied to any specific program. Um, if you are, you know, a student who has uh, a desire to learn how to innovate, um, to build soft skills, really, that's uh, that's one of the one of the goals of the space as well. Is uh, we wanna we want to be able to foster the growth of soft skills with students that are from any program. So. Um, a lot of the infrastructure that we're we're looking to build. And I mean, right now it's kind of an interesting time because we're kind of going into post-pandemic. All the students are back. We're working on kind of building program that is tailored for a post-pandemic world. A lot of uh, the programming that we've created has been developed either in the pandemic or before the pandemic. So we want to make sure that the challenges that we're solving now with the Innovation Hub and with the resources that we have are really going towards that sort of like, what is the current challenge? Not the challenges that we had before the pandemic. um, But I I think the one challenge that we have in our society that we do um, still need to address, it's actually probably been exacerbated a little bit by the pandemic, is the ability for a student to graduate and go into the workforce and be able to kind of jump right into a job. And so there's a lot of things that come with that. um, But Typically, when you're in a post-secondary program, you're going into a program to learn a skill, to learn a hard skill, right? Yeah. Um, so that means whether you're in the carpentry program, whether you're in the advertising program, whether you're in nursing or, you know, game development, like whatever the program is, you're learning specifically the technologies, the skills, the languages, all of that stuff that are associated with that with that industry. Um What we want is to be able to kind of look at the other side of that spectrum of skill. Um, So we kind of look at how can we build programming, activities, events and tools that help with the development of soft skills in students. So when I'm talking about soft skills, I'm talking about things that apply to any industry or apply to more of the sort of personal attributes, uh, I guess, that, that, that students have when you know, if you're looking at communication or collaboration or critical thinking, even uh, the ability to reflect on your own activity and, and, and sort of make changes to your approach moving forward, um, adaptability and all of those things, we want to be able to give an environment where students can explore those things and just be kind of pushed out of their comfort zone yeah. in, in ways. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of that is, is really dependent on, um, you know, a, stu- a student's willingness to engage, right?
1: True, And and now speaking of uh, every time, like it reminds me of my first job, you know, uh, I was so thrilled, you know, you want to bring uh, new innovative ideas to manage, but soon you're struck with the reality of a far space of how it is. And you don't have time to have a creative meeting. For example, many organizations forget that part. Hey, let's sit for one hour or two and really let's forget past and present. Let's focus on what we can create as something new. Yeah, do you absolutely. think uh like uh, at uh, new organizations could take example from the innovation hub you know taking that time implementing it once a month you know of having that creative freedom yeah expressed?
0: yeah i think in in, in reality and in, in in a lot of industries and once you actually get into into the field and whatever you're whatever you're going into i i think it's the day-to-day um really kind of takes over right so you get into routines you get into um You know, you get into scenarios where. You kind of think like I need to move forward and yeah. I can't look back, right? Um, so a lot of times there's there's you, you know maybe you'll run a project you're, you know, you're in advertising so like maybe you're doing a social media project and you, you know you've you've done a campaign and maybe it didn't perform as well as you'd liked or maybe it performed wonderfully. Um, but I think uh, I think the tendency is to kind of say okay let's push it further let's push it further yeah. and look forward look forward and there's I, I think there's a lot to be said and there's there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of value we gain from being proactive and looking forward. But I think that a big part of innovation is observing what has happened in the past. Right. So um, a lot of a lot of people say like, OK, well, innovation means building something new, um, but building something new needs to be in context and it needs to be focused on um, focused on an outcome, but not necessarily Driven fully by that outcome, you want to be able to observe and take what information you can from past activities. So, um, so I, I I do think a lot of organizations right now focused focus a lot on what's to come and not what has happened. So, um, taking the information or taking taking learnings in sort of a systematic way, mm-hmm. like you said, like a once a month or once a week like reflection session in an organization can can really go a long way um, into understanding. Why something worked, or or in the in the context of an advertising campaign, like why did the audience respond a certain way? Um, did they respond exactly as we expected them to? Did they not respond as we expected them to, and why? Right? Um, I think I think in those in those types of scenarios where you're kind of like working with an audience or um, a user in in some way, like they're never quite going to react exactly the way that you. Never. you expect uh, (laughs) them to right (laughs) um so so i think it's important to 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 look at how are you collecting that information um and and i think a big part of innovation is is setting up the infrastructure and frameworks to actually collect that information and then being able to know what to do with that information once you get it right
1: that's true and uh coming up like uh uh, with those ideas that you speak about innovation. Uh, a new student's graduating from SLC. Basically the tagline, you don't have any experience, right? Yeah. And how can someone, you know, even if they're resourceful of knowledge, of creativity, how do they express it into the professional world? Uh, can you relate to that when you took your first job? That how did you express like, hey, you know, I'm new, I have no experience, but I believe, you know, backed by this, how can I, when I have this amazing idea, I would love to implement this, but I fear that I will not be heard because I don't have experience. What advice would you give uh, students? Yeah,
0: I I mean, that's a good question. And I think a lot of people in that situation, um, you know, it's, it's, I think we have a tendency especially like especially when we first graduate or like looking back at when I first graduated and went into like I took graphic design and went into the marketing uh, marketing industry myself so um, I I think one of the biggest things is to not be afraid to say out loud like I don't know Um, a, a lot of people you know you think like oh I just paid for this education. I just like I'm coming out of it. It's fresh. Like I'm I just got this job and my employer is going to think I'm an idiot if I say I don't know something, right? Um, and I think that that tendency is it's a little bit damaging in a way because the we're not we're not all going to know everything. And even 10 years, 15, 20 years into um, in into working in an industry, we're we're at a time right now where everything evolves so fast, right? So the second you think you know something, it changes. So really to be able to not only voice that or say, I don't know, but also be able to believe it, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or like not just say it internally and feel like you don't know, but talk to your mentors and establish a mentor and, and really like be able to um, build the line of communication with whoever your manager is or whoever your colleagues are to say like, Yes, I'm just learning this. Right. I mean, especially as a new grad, you should always kind of start the conversation with like, I'm obviously not an expert, but like sure. this is where I want to learn and this is where I want to develop. So, um, you know, it, it's it's always good to get on the same page with whoever's hiring you at that moment that, That's that, you know, it, you, you kind of sometimes might feel like, you um, if I say I don't know, I won't get the job. Or if I say I don't know, I could that could look bad on me as an employee or or as someone who's working in a certain industry. Um, but as soon as you as soon as you realize and verbalize that you don't know, you have an extra incentive to know.
1: That's true. <laughs> right.
0: So you're not likely to you're not likely to be in that scenario, you know, more than once. Or, you know, sometimes sometimes it happens more than once, but you really are, are more in a scenario once you verbalize it that yeah. I want to find the answer to that question. Sure. I want to find the solution to that problem. And when it happens again, you can fall back on that experience. Right. And that's how we build experience. So <laughs>
1: um,
0: so, yeah, that's my view. On that I hope that answers the question <laughs> that,
1: that was an amazing response you know I myself I was submerged into your response. I said wow that's really because we don't realize you know like I I've been applying this motor as well because I have no experience in marketing or digital marketing coming here to a new country and I think that gives me some leverage into some safe time you know to apply. yes I say I don't every time I say I don't know and I think there's expression which which says that don't be the wisest man in the room. Right. Otherwise, you have <laughs> no business in being in that room. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room.
1: <laughs> and uh, about uh, being in the wrong room, where have you been? Like, tell us a bit about your past. What have you done before uh, coming to SLC, About your education. Yeah, and yeah. Your past professional background.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I started out in the creative industries, so um, so I know you've got some questions about creativity, and I've kind of yeah. you know it's I've got some up. good it's responses coming. for that. I think <laughs> that I've thought up, but um, but yeah, my my background really I kind of started in in marketing. I grew up in Kingston. I came to Saint Lawrence College. Uh, and and started in, in sort of the marketing program, uh, the business admin marketing. Um, I did that for a year. I loved it, um, but I found I was really kind of drawn to the creative aspect of it. So I was very much in like those marketing marketing programs. I was very much drawn and and really strong in in those those aspects. After I, after I took that marketing program, uh, I I sort of decided to transition into something more creative and so I went into the graphic design program where I fe- I found there was a really good marriage of concepts between the sure. two um, because a lot of marketing is really about understanding your audience understanding how they're going to respond to something or basically engineering a response from an audience right um, and so I took a lot of those concepts into graphic design as um, building the skill to be able to actually visually communicate a concept, right? Yeah. Um, so what I found fascinating about that sort of uh, area where those two industries really connect, I mean, they're, they're very much intertwined with each other. But, uh, but yeah, I found it fascinating that you, you can actually... Communicate something without words or without saying something so you can communicate a feeling with color or um, the style of typography you use or the branding that that you put into a company or the face that you give it so um, There are a lot of associations that are psychologically Mm -hmm. built in to certain certain things, right? So um, So that was a three-year program. I did that uh, As part of the sort of placement requirement for that. I was like I was super lucky. I got into uh, almost like ground floor at an at an agency in Toronto uh, to do my placement um, they they kind of started out as a PR and events and sort of uh, marketing marketing agencies primarily PR um, and so we worked with a lot of alcohol companies and yeah. so we had a lot of portfolios of, of clients where they were wines or spirits um, and so as I got into that company I was the First and only graphic designer Um, so I helped with a lot of pitch decks I helped with a lot of proposals I helped with a lot of uh, you know event materials like large format large format uh, design and and things like that Um, and yeah from from there really our clients started asking us like you know social media is really kind of where marketing is going right like do you offer social media so I, I think the response from the leadership of our agency at the time was like we should be doing more social media so okay. um that was an area where i was lucky enough to be able to help lead kind of the charge of how we how we communicated on social media um, we had a few portfolios of clients that really you know wanted to add social media into their their marketing mix of pr and events and so it really fit really made sense i started there as the only graphic designer i i worked into being the uh, creative services manager for a team of about seven um and that ranged uh from video production professionals to graphic designers to writers to so wow. um we managed we managed a, a pretty good portfolio of uh different different social media clients so um yeah, from, from there, I kind of, you know, my, my wife and I living in Toronto, we were we were happy with how, how you know, vibrant and fun the city was. But uh, once we started to get down to the reality of uh, housing prices and starting a family and all of that sure. stuff, we decided to come back to Kingston. So that was where I actually got uh, connected with John Conrad, who is the yeah. director of the Innovation and Business Engagement Department. And I was lucky enough to uh break into the workforce at st lawrence college uh as the creative director for spark so a lot of the uh yeah a lot a lot of the work that i've done at st lawrence college has been at spark there's i've been on and off but uh so i did a one-year term uh doing doing all of the management of spark which is our on-campus creative communications agency driven by students and uh, yeah, after that, we I moved into a position um, a position as a project manager where I've kind of managed a number of different grants and and sort of ancillary projects that uh, that the college is engaged in. Uh, one in health innovation where we work with a lot of uh, health and med tech startups to help with uh, with their marketing or to help with uh, with navigating an ecosystem things like that. There's a number of different projects there um as well as uh as well as a tech scale up company which again works with kind of uh startups in the the tech industry so um that was really where i kind of bridged the gap i think between just plain marketing and advertising and and social media and creative industry into innovation and and sort of how do we innovate as a society right so um, that was where I kind of, you know, started cutting my teeth a little bit on, on on all of that stuff. And it was a really great, it's been a really great experience so far. I've carried those projects with me as I've transitioned back into the role of creative director of Spark. Um, and I am now kind of uh, you know moving into into more of the innovation hub manager position yeah as far as uh you know other education I'm, I've actually just enrolled in a U UFT cert- certification on uh, business innovation so I'm actually starting that tonight um wow. so Go I'm back. excited about that yeah <laughs> um, so so yeah that's that's been sort of my journey I've been here for been here at the college for four years but I've had the pleasure to get to know um the essay and get to know a lot of uh, a lot of the great people that 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 walk around the halls here
1: we, we are very also like amazed to have you steve like you know uh we can feel like you know how this space is blooming with you and also the students which you have also at the innovation hub but also at spark i guess which you said was an agency run by students that's right and also at the innovation hub also we do have students who are part-time uh, that's team right. members right
0: that's right yeah. yeah so in the summer we hire like both spark innovation hub and enactus which is another which is more the volunteer sort of sure. um division of of our our sort of center of innovation here um we all hire we all hire students um typically in the summer uh there's a big draw that uh, it's full-time full-time work in the summer okay. so the spark team there's al- always a lot of competition there's always a lot of uh uh drive for students to to want to sort of get on the team uh and and be able to to sort of perform all summer and be able to work uh work with clients all summer and build their portfolio and build their skills so um so that's on on the spark side but we do we do uh we do hire full-time a handful of positions at the innovation hub as well um and and we do go into the fall offering 12 hour a week positions. Um, the positions just closed, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we'll have to wait for the next round of hiring uh, in order yeah. to actually get uh, get some new applicants or to, to extend the opportunity to your audience again. But, um, but I'm sure we can work out how to do that once that happens.
1: <laughs> and uh, so what advice would you give to students who will apply for the next round applying to Innovation Hub, please?
0: Yeah, I mean, talk to us. Um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the people who apply, um, it always helps when we can put a face to the name and it, it, we always, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest, um, the biggest qualities that we put on people we'd like to hire or students we'd like to hire is how proactive are you and how involved are you? So, um, the best way really, if you're looking at what is my path to like work at spark or get paid to work at the innovation hub is to start and get uh, get involved with an actus because an actus is um, it's 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 low barrier um, it's not a paid position but it is project-based work um, that is all volunteer based and community driven so really we want to be able to to engage with the community in in that forum but um, but often the other like the the managers that work and manage those paid positions are always kind of watching an actus and watching um, what what projects are getting done and who's who is really performing well and who's really engaged and who's um, you know who's taking advantage of the opportunity what we really want to see is students who are, not thinking of this as like, hey, I'm going to get this job to pay my bills, but I'm going to get this job because it's an opportunity and a stepping stone for me to get more skill, get more connections, get more, get like a True. jump on the industry. Because really what you're doing is you're building your professional experience at the same time as you're getting your education. So a lot of students, it's you work on your education and then you start your work experience after that. Here with this opportunity, you're you're doing both at the same time, so so that really gives a, a leg up in terms of what you're going to do when you graduate. You've already got your education and you've already got a good piece of experience because you are a official bona fide employee of the college. It's not kind of It's it, it, yeah, it's not just a just something that's made up. It's mm-hmm. y- you will get an employee number, you get a staff account, you get like all this, the same stuff that I have, right? Um, so. So that's a really good. It's a really good way to kind of build those two th- two elements of your resume all at once.
1: And uh, so speaking about innovation, I will more dive, dive more into the core. Uh, what advice would you give to students, even if they are not applying at the innovation? What innovative techniques on their own? You know, we are listening to this podcast. I'm like, but what can I do? I have very few times on my own, but I would love to be innovative by myself. You know, yes, yeah. as a solo person, what do I do? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, innovation innovations kind of tough to put to put a finger on in in order to define, right? Mm. Um, a lot of people creativity. Think, yeah, something. creativity, yeah. innovation, yeah. I, I mean that's all part of it. Um, but I think I think it's kind of defining either defining an outcome or defining a challenge or problem, right? Um, those are the things that it's it's kind of hard to kind of say, "Hey, I'm going to innovate without having that context," right? Um, so so I would say the best way to get started in learning how to innovate or, or starting to innovate as an individual is to number one, like talk to people, build a network, like get friends who also want to innovate um, so that you can communicate and share ideas. But the biggest things once you once you have that um, is really to try and identify challenges or problems that need to be solved, right? Because a lot of the technique of innovation or process of innovation, like I said, is about reflecting on a challenge, a problem, or what's been done in the past, right? So with innovation, you're either, like I said, you're either solving a problem or you're iterating on a solution to a problem that already exists, right? So either way, you need to have the ability to, to define something that you want to that you want to innovate around right so a lot of people you know if you look at sort of like climate change that's a big one right and it's a big problem to to try and solve individually um but when we come together as a community those the 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 outcome of our actions becomes compounded right um, so, so I think, you know, if you haven't talked to Jaden or the footprint team yet for, for an episode, I think, uh, footprint is doing a number of really awesome things in that. But again, that kind of comes back to that first step of like meet people, you try and find like-minded people who want to solve the same problems as you. Right. Um, cause that there's always, there's always, um, strength in numbers and and like i said those 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 problems that seem insurmountable by yourself like for me like choosing the right place to put my coffee cup in the garbage or the you know like it's 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 great but you kind of get the feeling like how how much am i actually solving the problem by doing that right um or or how much of an impact am i making so really when you get get that channel of communication with like-minded people it, it really gives you the ability to kind of Iterate on your own behavior, but also um, to sort of share your ideas with with a group of people and and engage reactions, engage responses. So, um, so I think that's that's one of the biggest things. That's what that's what I would say. Takeaways in that. And it, to short answer that question is get to know people, get find find a network, find a group of people that that are like minded, and and define a challenge. Right.
1: Right. And uh, really think to that question, uh, Steve. Uh, what would you say like uh, at SLC or even the past other people who has influenced you? Like you said, having networks. So who are the people that made Steve today? You know, who influenced you to become that person who influenced such? me? Uh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've gotten a really good, like, especially through my position as a project manager here where I've mm-hmm. kind of managed, uh, innovation projects. Um, a lot of the people in the community that, uh. You know, it's it's people in the community that that have really kind of inspired me, and and um, I look at, I look often at our partners in the indus- in, in in sort of like the innovation industry or or in our innovation ecosystem, um, and and really those are the people that I've been able to kind of you know that was the first part of my journey in this was finding a group of like minded people and finding people that I can that I can I can solve challenges with right so I would say there's a number of people um at, at the launch lab organization here in in kingston and they, they actually they actually have a number of different regional innovation centers across ontario but um they're they're a wonderful resource and a wonderful organization to get involved with um, they 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 work with a lot of uh you know local startups to help with mentoring and and things like that um they've you know there are key members at that organization that that have really been uh, a mentor for me um As well as, you know, I look at, at, you know, my director, obviously, John Conrad is is one that's been, uh, you know, super instrumental in, in, you know, me establishing a mentor relationship with him when when I first came into into the college, and that's why I give that advice of establish a mentor as soon as you graduate, um, because number one, you know, people appreciate being seen as a mentor and being and and being someone that uh, that you can rely on in order to get information from and and really just be able to have candid conversation with. But uh, but John's definitely been one of those ones that, as I you know, uh, for me personally, being able to transition a career because like you know I might you might feel like once you graduate you've kind of invested in your education and that's what you've got to do for the rest of your life but I've kind of been in the marketing industry for for 10 years and decided that decided that I want to make a change so he's been he's been someone that's that's really helped guide me in in that so uh so yeah he's he's been a big influence and watching how he manages such a large organization or department and how how to utilize all those resources in innovative activity, um, it has been a real huge inspiration for me. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, there's it, it's probably too many to, to, to actually list, but I mean, like Queens and their innovation center, um, we, we've got, uh, a, a great relationship with them and, uh, you know, all of the activity that they do like the Dun & uh, Queens innovation center, um, they do a ton of different work through Quixie Uh, build to scale. They do a a lot of different programs that help, uh, help people who have an entrepreneurship at entrepreneurial attitude or entrepreneurship, um, you know, the entrepreneurship bug. (laughs) And they really, really help them with understanding some of these innovative uh, techniques, like how do you, how do you define a challenge? How do you like make sure that your product fits your audience and fits the need and they'll actually use it. And, and so they explore all of those, those areas. And I've, I've, I've pulled a great amount of inspiration for what they do from what they do. Um, yeah, I, I mean okay. I could go on. <laughs> that, that's me yeah. because
1: in my mind I have so many questions going I have like eight follow-up questions. Asked. Yeah. Oh my god, well we're we going with this right now. Yeah. But it's truly fascinating, you know. Again, like uh, speaking of John, like it's the second mention in two episodes, so yeah. Uh, he's leading the shout out along with Kathy Patterson in terms yes. of shout outs. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, we're doing a ranking in some who gets the most shout outs yeah. at the end of it. Then we can host them in the future probably. Yeah, absolutely. And, I know John would be all for that (laughs) and uh, also like speaking about Queens also so how does it work do we get access as SLC students so how do you is there like a huge barrier or is it like free free will between slc and queens in terms of innovations and uh, the launch lab as well so yeah can slc students go there yeah absolutely I, I think each this is kind of one of the things that
0: again one of the projects that i've worked on uh, it, it, as my time as as sort of solely the project manager and and some of the projects that we that we that, that i still manage now but um is ecosystem navigation right? Um, that's that's something when you think about what an ecosystem is. It's really um, or organizations and people in in a in you know a similar location. How do they how do they interact with each other? How do they help each other? How do they how do we thrive as as one sure. one ecosystem? So our entrepreneurial ecosystem or startup ecosystem. It's actually um, it's quite strong here in in Kingston. So what. The biggest and best way to understand is, again, to to sort of reach out and talk to these organizations. But um, to kind of go back to your first question there, I mean, like with Queens and sort of how we interact and how students can interact, um, the DDQIC, which is the again, the Dun & desponde Queens Innovation Center, a lot of their programming and a lot of the stuff that they do is around entrepreneurship. So they have different programs that are um, like their Quixie program and their, their Q Year Venture program are both ones that you don't need to be a Queen's student. You don't need to be enrolled in a Queen's program, um, but you can, you can check out their website. An entrepreneurial idea or a venture that you'd like to explore, there's a number of different, um, you know, resources that they have that you can actually engage with as a St. Lawrence College student. And that's something that it's a bridge we're trying to build that, that um, yeah. we want people to be more aware of, because I think um as an institution queens might be you know uh intimidating to approach as a st lawrence college student right um but again if you've got the idea if you've got um again the attitude and and what they really look for is someone who is willing to put the work in right um so they'll mentor you on, on, you know, how to, how to fully form an idea, how to make a pitch, how to sort of get that in front of the right people so that you can start to engage with getting a good leadership group and, and investment where necessary. Right. Um, investment's a tough thing to get from idea to investment. So there's a lot of working, working parts in there and a lot of uh, moving parts. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great way to get involved. Um, looking at some of the other like ecosystem partners really the challenge is understanding as like a business owner or a student who's got like an entrepreneurial mindset and wants to start something is that different programs are really meant for businesses at different stages so there might be some programs like queens has all sorts of support they've got their um, Queen's Partnerships and Innovation Team, which uh, which is really focused a little bit more on later stage businesses, right? So if you're a student and you go there, they might say, "Well, you need a little bit more, a little bit more time. You need to form your your idea a little bit more." But what we try and do is we really try and build a pipeline of, you know, if our ecosystem knows that we've got incredible resource in the students that are here, so there's a lot of effort and a, and a lot of focus that goes into how do we form students who who think they want to start a business that might impact our region economically to be able to understand that, you know, these are the stages of business development. And if you're in this stage, these are the proper resources for you. So I mean, this is a great resource for, you know, the Innovation Hub is an awesome resource for students who um, have that entrepreneurial bug. Um, we're, we're looking to develop a lot more programming around kind of like how do you develop a pitch? How do you develop a business? Um, but really right now the rock stars in that are kind of like the queen's innovation
1: center and 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 all of that stuff so but i'm sure like we're coming up with great ideas and of course. great vision of course uh, and what would you uh love to implement as ideas and what's your vision for the future of the innovation hub
0: yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of really great uh, sort of topics and ideas that we've started to uncover with what we've done since the Innovation Hub's been created. So the concept of student enterprise and what, what that means. Uh, so Spark technically would be classified as a student enterprise because it is a business that is largely run by students. So um, we would classify it as a... An institutional student enter- enterprise because it is supported by the institution. There are, you know, full time professionals that run it that are employed by the college to run it. So um, it very much has that that um, that support from the college. So what we want to do, one of the big things that we want to do is develop more programs or more sparks for yeah. different areas. So right now, Spark is really focused in on marketing and communications, but. Could we make make a student enterprise that's a game development house? Uh, We've got our gaming, you know, game development programs here. Could we make a student enterprise that acts as a record label with the music and digital media program? Like, um, we've also got a number of academic student enterprises that uh, focus really... On delivering uh, an experiential component to a program. So you look at agency, that's a big one, right? Where it's everyone in the program has access to it, they will go through that, Um, but it's connecting the community uh, in a way that's sort of, uh, you know. Not necessarily undirected, but where we can't fully predict where the project's going to go or what the outcome will be. So I I think that's one thing that, um, in the academic side of things, it's very much when you're in a class, there's a course outline, there's a curriculum, there's, you know, it's very structured in terms of what the activity will be. Um, And the value that we get really from a student enterprise like Spark is the fact that we're making an impact on the community. And when, when, clients come to us for projects. We're not telling them, okay, this is the curriculum. This is what we have to do to meet the requirements of the program. There's no requirements to the program other than that the client is satisfied. So that means that the students who are working on that project are going to face unique challenges. And even if we give them two clients with the same project, those projects are going to be completely different in the end. So um, it really builds builds the skill that is required in that, in them to be able to adapt and to be able to to you know roll with the punches really when it, when it comes to to working with with clients. So there's an extreme value in that I think from like an action learning or an experiential learning standpoint. So that's one of the things I'd really like to see us put more focus on in developing that and and again like it's something that the college has done for a long time. Like student enterprise isn't new at the college. Um, spark's only been around for seven years but we've got examples of student enterprise that date back like uh, like 30 years so like uh, you know there's like we've got essence which which essence, is really yeah, the, the any, experiential yeah. component of the culinary and hospitality programs we've got scruffy dog salon we've got dynamic designs like there's a lot where it, it's really like what's the area where a student Actually gets to interact with the community in a way that's a little bit more high stakes than just like you know for dynamic yeah, designs yeah. so like working on a on a wig or a, or a mannequin, so right? Yeah. Exactly. So so it really kind of brings that simulation to the next level without kind of just saying, okay, like we've told you how to do it now, just like go out into the yeah. workforce, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, like uh, we used to have this back home in my previous college, uh, we we are very much a hotel and tourism island, so we would have very like in real time workshop, yeah. uh, we're learning as we practice. And uh, so, w- what would you like uh, from the students, or even uh, the academic, the program coordinators? Would you like them to come to you to discuss, like you know, to how to make it happen, or what's uh, what's the step next to make those uh, new projects? Uh, yeah, reality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think the best thing is to come talk to us if you, mm-hmm. if you have an idea. Um, we are working on the mechanisms again. This is a we're at a we're at a period right now where we're kind of coming out of the pandemic and we've got a really good opportunity at the moment to kind of take a look back and reassess and and plan for plan for the future. Um, that will be kind of the, the our job over the fall and over the next uh, you know next semester. Um, but we've got a lot of really great ideas right now and we're kind of working working on on connecting with all of the proper kind of faculty and staff in order to. To make sure that there's, you know, number one, an appetite for the for these types of programs, as well as like, you know, that the resource is there, and that that this is a, you know, it's a it's a it's a way that the innovation hub could be utilized. But um, for students, I think the best way is to follow us on Instagram, yeah. follow us on social media, because we'll always be putting out calls for um, calls for interaction and 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 uh, publishing opportunities for for students to come in and get involved in workshops or or different programs that, we, that we're that we developing in the future.
1: And in terms of uh, project, uh, if it all depended just on you without any restriction or in an higher world, what would be the creative or crazy idea that you would implement tomorrow at SLC, today even? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. This is one of those magic wand questions, right? Where where it's it's... In an uh, ideal in, world, in an ideal world, like I think if we if the technology was there and if uh, you know if we all believed in magic, I would I would love to have the ability to kind of have a you know a portal or a teleportation device between our three campuses because right now the distance and. Um, you know, there's, there's we've got three really great pockets of communities that have their own unique values and unique, uh, unique people and, and experiences and things like that. And I feel like sometimes I've had the opportunity to travel to all three campuses and experience them. And I feel like the students that are kind of parked at one campus kind of don't get to experience what happens at the others. And, and so... Uh, I would love uh, if if there was a way to do it to kind of have a you know walk through the cafeteria <laughs> in one <laughs> in one campus and automatically be on the other so that we can tie those communities together a little bit more. But uh, but yeah, I think there's ways to go. We're always working on how we can how we can develop more programming that ties in all of the campuses and can you know we hire students at Spark or the Innovation Hub from other campuses to to help input to. Program development and things like that.
1: I'm someone who is more like uh, how I spark my creativity. Creativity myself is for music. I don't know, like I have this thing where every time I'm free or at the gym or I'm thinking of music should be rolling. Do you have any playlist or any tracks which you love at the moment that spark your creativity? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, yeah, that's a that's a tough
0: one too because it's again it's kind of context based, right? I, I think for me. Um, Whether I'm, like you said, whether I'm working out or sitting down to, to, to write a paper or, or, or something like that, like it's very different. Right. Um, so I don't know, when I go to the gym, I love to listen to ska. It's very upbeat. It's very much, uh, you know, sort of like that reggae punk mix. Right. Um, so there's, there's, usually there's a lot of pace in it. It's, it's very intense and, and, uh, and positive. Right. Um, so I love positivity that's 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 one of my big things um in music especially um but my thing with work is when I sit down and work, I can't listen to someone talk or sing or say words when I'm trying to write something. I always just end up writing what they say. (laughs) So I've tried to listen to podcasts while I work. I've tried to listen to, you know, to, to, to music that has vocal tracks and stuff. And I just can't do it. It just, uh, it just throws me off. So I do find myself often listening to instrumental, like instrumental pieces. And, and I, I mean, I grew up playing guitar, so, I almost love just listening to classical guitar and, yeah. and stuff like that. So it really helps to kind of focus focus me in and kind of, you know, cut me off from some of the other distractions and, and things like that.
1: And I think like one place which with, uh, it's on YouTube, like it's, uh, I love Spanish mixed guitar. You oh, know, yes. Like Andalusia or like Middle Eastern mixed yeah. with, uh, you know, Spanish. But those are really good. Like, if you're a guitar guy, like, yeah. you will surely love those mixes. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, music tends to be distracting when it's very far Yes. Like, or oh, when there are lyrics in it. So it's more, like, uh, instrumental but very chill, chill out, tropical yeah. house, more of that style. Yeah, exactly. It's, Just give
0: your brain a, yeah. a baseline to rest on and, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It depends also. Sometimes uh, one of the time where I'm sparked by innovation is at 4 a.m. Yes. I wake up at 4 a.m. and... <laughs> There's no sound at all. There's yeah. no, In the world, is completely silent, and I, I just find this an amazing time to be creative. Yeah. Like people say, you are more creative at night. But yeah. I find myself more creative around that time, four a.m. to six a.m. And then when I start hearing sounds of cars and everything, I'm like,
0: oh no, yeah.
1: No, I'm. Dragging-
0: well, one of the one of the biggest habits that I've kind of uh, formed over over the years after working here and 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 things like that is. Uh, because I agree, I'm the same way. It's either in the shower or at 4 a.m. when like, an idea oh. hits you. <laughs> an idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you do. You feel like you do your best thinking at some of those times when it's like your your computer isn't ac- like accessible or, or or something like that. So, um, for me, one of the things that I've really kind of uh, like, one of the habits that I've formed is I've actually created. My reminders on my phone um I've changed that to my to-do list so anytime like I can say you know I won't say it because I don't want everybody's phone who's listening to start going off but I can activate my my voice uh, my voice assistant on my phone and say remind me to do this or remind me about oh. this idea and and so then it get, it automatically puts it into my to-do list so anytime I'm back at my computer what I do is I uh, I take my to-do list, which is my reminders app, and I basically start plotting those things on my calendar. Um, so I translate my to-do list into blocks of time. So a lot, a lot of time, it becomes really, you know, really easy to get overbooked. And sure. you know, if you're, especially if you're someone who's involved with a lot of things, or you've got people who who have access to your calendar who just book you, book you for something. Um, that it's, it's. Uh, I've always found it's really helpful to actually have. You know your tasks plotted on your calendar when you're going to work on something so um so yeah use your calendar <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it's something which i recently implemented this semester because last semester it was all chaotic uh, yeah, just focusing on assignments. No time for work. I didn't work so, and also I neglected the gym for two months. So yeah. <laughs> now I say no. Like it's if I want to be part of an industry which I love, I need to have my core always be healthy. You know, you should always yeah. be healthy because without health, you can't do pretty much anything if you exactly. want to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also having some free time as well, and to work also because most of my working part time at the school uh, because we pretty much understand that your education is your priority and works come second but still have that drive you know to balance everything and to of course to just give you that pace to get ready so that's mostly on my side on that's my challenge and i draw on a timetable and it looks like there are some free times always leave some gray areas and like i color code it as well if students want some advice you can color code your calendar yes it helps me and it really helped the first week i was still all over the place but i'm entering the second week and i already wake up, oh, I see the color code, the blue, what does that mean? Yep. So it starts becoming natural Absolutely. once you get into that routine. Is yeah, active. I think one of the things
0: that's great about that, and, and you know, depending on what kind of calendar app you use or, or you know, what have you, that you can create subsequent calendar. Like, you can create new calendars yep. that you can turn on and off, right? So for me right now, I have one for personal, I have one for Spark, one for Innovation Hub, one for... Um, if there's like, (laughs) if there's class schedules that, that I have, I put them in if, you know, and then I've got, I've got one calendar that's just called tasks and another calendar that's called completed tasks. So once I actually plot a task on the calendar and I finish it, I change it from tasks to completed. So then it Mm -hmm. changes color. It's, I know in my mind that that's Mm -hmm. done and I don't need to worry about it, but if it's not done and the time has passed, I need to drag
1: that forward and put it somewhere else right yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's kind of habit right you need to give it time to really because a lot of people you know even my friends even me like one big mistake which we all do we don't give time for things to happen to let it the habit takes time just you will get hit along the way and just exactly uh, and how long have you been implementing this uh, kind of uh, strategy of the calendar in your life
0: um, well, I've always used a calendar, like that's always been, yeah. you know, w- what, I, what I've what i done, but using it this way, I've probably, you know, that's, it's a process for me that's evolved probably over the last two years or so that I've done it. Um, when, you know, getting additional responsibilities or additional like aspects of your life that you need to now kind of like focus on. Um, that's when I started actually like breaking things into different calendars and things like that. Like, my wife even books me for things now, so <laughs> she knows that the calendar is the how I look at my day and how I. So yeah. if she's like, "Hey, don't forget about this," it's like, "Okay, yeah, send me a calendar invite." And, <laughs> so that's how I know. That's <laughs> how I know yeah. it's uh, we're going to a friend's house or we're hosting somebody for dinner or something. There's there's a calendar invite for yeah.
1: it. <laughs> at least you know, like I'm I'm such a forgetful person. Like, yeah, my friends will always Sean you, you don't remember? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I need a calendar. I told them, you know, I have some free time. Book me in that time. And yeah, like, you're crazy. I say I will charge you now because I have <laughs> very much uh, yeah. less free time. So I'm paying. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So coming back into your personal life, like a bit more. What where can we find you during your free time? What are you mostly doing when you're out of work? Because you seem like to be very uh, included into your work as well. But how do you balance it with your personal life as well? Apart from having a calendar,
0: yeah, which, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, for me, like uh, I've got two kids, mm-hmm. a four year old and and a seven month old. So a lot of you know, if I'm not at work, mm-hmm. it's doing something with them or or sort of working on on uh, you know sports or 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 uh, activities activities to help help them. Um, yeah, in in my personal time, other than that, what what I get of it, um, is, is really, I I love to play guitar. I love to, um, you know, even just sit, sit by myself and and play for a little bit. Um, that's something that the kids are getting a little bit more into. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm able to, to sort of show them how to do it a little bit more and what it's, what it looks like and all of that stuff. So that's really fun. Um, but I love to get out and, and sort of like experience community events and, and things like that when, when we can and expose them to those types of things. So, um, yeah, over the summer there was all sorts of stuff we did, and and uh, you know, restaurants and all that stuff. Oh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, other other than that, there's a, you know I've got a, a good, really good group of friends that uh, you know we do bonfires every once in a while, and oh, and cool. so um, so yeah, those are. It's again, it kind of comes back to that's my group of like minded people that uh, you know True. they're also members of of the community who want to solve. Uh, similar challenges and, and, and we kind of think about things the same way. So, um, it's really great to kind of get outside of that work environment, but still be in a context where you've got people who are kind of doing some similar things. And, and so I find a lot happens when you take conversations out of their formal context and, and put them into, into a context like that, like a bonfire or, you know, be, you know, a drink at a bar or, a you know, yeah. going to see someone play live music or something like that. So, um, yeah, that's. I mean, I I like to watch Formula One. I oh, love, I love Formula One. I love Art. the uh, the innovation aspect in that, and First you know, I just the, the technological.
1: Hamilton. What's that? Verstappen or no Hamilton?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I I've I've always been. It's funny because I've always been into kind of like sports and stuff like that. But I find as soon as I start cheering for somebody, they lose. So I'm not I'm not a big kind of like camp kind of person. I've, I'm I'm Dutch, so I like Verstappen, that's but. Right, uh, yeah. But I think this year he's kind of running away with
1: it. So oh, definitely. <laughs> he's he, definitely won this year. He's winning the title yeah, next yeah. Uh, race in Singapore. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, yeah, Formula One is one of my jam also. Yeah. It's like,
0: I mean, I just love the, the challenge that those teams have and how much uh, resource and effort and, you know, the ability to kind of, you know, adapt and especially this year, they've kind of gone to a completely new car spec. And, and so watching the teams evolve and, and deal with those issues and things like that and how they've done it and different solutions that they've brought, um, it always, that always to me ties back to, to having like a really strong tie to innovation and, and just like the competition format of it as well. I really like, because I think a lot of, um, a lot happens in a competition format when people are sure. competing for something. There's right. Take, <laughs> There's a lot of motivation, and and uh, and so I think that's that's an aspect I would love to bring into the innovation hub in terms of um, can we bring in something like an innovation league or or Ooh. something like that where we can put wow, up some stakes and yeah exactly <laughs> have people compete. But that's something that. Um, that's something that Enactus is sort of rooted in. Um, Enactus is part of a global not-for-profit that um, has chapters at post-secondary institutions all over the world, um, and really what they do is they engage students in order to build projects that can prove a community impact. So, um, so yeah, getting involved with that, like this, this, you know, this month. Actually, at the end of the month, we're we're going to Toronto to participate in their their national exposition where the top teams in in Canada are competing for the the ability to go and compete on a global stage. So it's very cool. It's very much like if you wanted to compete and you want to do something that is, you know, something that gets you involved with the community, allows you to innovate, allows you to kind of like get to know people, but then also like, hey, we're competing for something. We're setting our target on winning and uh, and being able to get to go to Toronto or Vancouver or uh, I, I can't remember where the, where the global one is, also. but yeah, yeah.
1: That's uh, what's, it's an extra drive because yeah. everyone, when something is scarce, you know, there's only one winner, everybody yeah. wants it. Right? Exactly, exactly. And uh, the full attention, the full uh, prestige, let's go with it as well. Also with yourself, uh, outclassing who you were one year ago, or what you were doing. It's just Absolutely. Like a competition and seeing people who are you're competing with also inspires you. Uh, because sometimes you might think, Oh, but I'm the only one who's doing it. but then you see people who are like minded and say, Oh wow. You're truly surrounded by people who are sometimes much better than and you need to do better. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
0: should always be surrounding with surrounding yourself with people who you consider to be better than you. <laughs> oh, in whatever in whatever context.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: should always try and be better. So
1: yeah. Oh yeah uh, the underdog shoes you know always yeah <laughs> sometimes it's good to be the number one player but yeah yeah it depends how there are two different scenarios to manage as a competitor because uh yeah and of course <laughs> there are some past references which i'm remembering <laughs> and uh so uh, speaking of, back to students uh, would you say like uh, have you seen a student which has come and either worked or be here at the Innovation Hub and how they grew as it as a work experience? So just coming back a bit to that question. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: yeah I, I I don't know. I think isol- isolating one student that, mm-hmm. um, that has done that I think would be a bit of a, a disservice or injustice because I sure. think a lot of the, like almost every student that I've worked with here, um, if they've made it through... The year and they're still with us there's always always been a significant level of improvement in their ability to be comfortable in any situation or to be able to say like because i think a lot of what happens especially and i'm I'm kind of pulling a little bit more from my experience with spark and managing that and the students who've gone through that that program um, or that have been involved in that experience that you really a lot of the students again when they join us they're very much like the first bump in the road, they're like, Oh my God, what do I do? This is disaster. And like, I, like, I don't know how to navigate this. What do I do? And by the end they're like, Oh, like there's bumps in the road all over the place. And they're like, okay, we'll just keep calm. Like the right
1: tires. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's very much like be like the, the ability for, you know, the students who've performed the best are always the students who understand that it's not going to go right all the time it's it's actually very rarely going to go exactly as you plan it um so really to have the ability to step back and say okay this is okay we can we can work with this um is is really what kind of sets a lot of people apart right um we've also had people in spark that have said this is not for me like um this is too this is too intense this is too too much pressure too much responsibility um i just want to you know serve coffee or wait tables or or whatever just to have a job that I can turn my brain off and um, go to yeah. which which is completely respectable when you're in a when you're in an intense program as well I was well, in those shoes right? as well yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. Um, so yeah again it's not for everybody mm-hmm. but the students who really do well and the students who kind of get the experience and the connections after are the ones who aren't quiet <laughs> they're the ones who who come in and and sort of every day say like hey I'm either done what I need to do give me something else or what else can I help with or where else can I be involved? Um, And, you know, this, the students who, who kind of say like, it's okay if this isn't, Perfect, right? So, also <laughs> like
1: uh, they give themselves that uh, risk factor. Hey, yes. I'm going to make mistakes along the road. Yeah. And it's all right, but I'm going to min- minimize it the second time. Yes. And exactly. Like I'm going to learn from it. Yeah. Learn from it. You know, like I hear yeah, this. Is fun. You're allowed to make mistakes, but also when you make mistakes, learn from that mistake. You know? That's and right. Just uh, the second try is also going to have. It's all. It's always happened. nothing's perfect, like yeah, I said. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and nothing happens the same way twice either. Right? Never, never. would <laughs> yeah. be boring. If yeah.
1: <laughs> twice. Speaking about life, we're more about. Uh, we covered a lot about the innovation hub, and I I got amazing insights which I didn't know. I've been here for five months, and this is what this podcast is all about. Also, shedding the light on such an amazing concept which has been implemented at SLC. Having the innovation hub and to check it out on the second floor, you know, and uh, it's very accessible. Like from the SA, you take the Muse Lounge, you come here, or also that's right from the left, uh, you just come, and also on social media, which is you yeah. can reach out more easily. Absolutely, well, which is uh, so it's uh,
0: Innovation Hub SLC um, on Instagram, uh, and there there's a link tree to our, our other uh, uh, our uh, other channels. So we're also on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, I think we're shutting down Facebook. Yeah, I don't know from yeah. an advertising perspective you could probably yeah, you could probably talk about that for a while but I don't know if we're going to continue with Facebook but I,
1: uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying maybe the podcast also we should on Facebook yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's amazing because in Mauritius Island people spend three hours but everyone regardless of demographic in my country Facebook is a thing people spend that but when I came to Canada nobody uses Facebook yeah I was like this is so amazing like, it's a different country but it's part of the marketing aspect of it you know like How people use Facebook so much in my country, but when I looked on all the pages, because I used to follow my favorite businesses, my favorite uh mentors, like you say, also they're all on Facebook, but Instagram is also full, but not that much. But uh, now in Canada, it's Instagram basically that's my main by far, yeah, very much by far. And I believe it's the best place to connect with people, exactly,
0: and that's where we, I mean. We want to be where the students are engaging. So that's
1: true. <laughs> you need to be where they are right now. But
0: yeah, if you, the best way again is really to kind of like walk through the door. Um, come check it out, even if you're not coming and sitting and staying for a while. Like if you uh, if you want to do a walkthrough, it's either you know Davies Hall, the stair staircase that goes up Davies Hall, comes right into the Innovation Hub, as well as uh, the 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 door in the hallway that's sort of down the hall from the uh, from the SA main entrance as well.
1: Sure. And now we have four five those quick fire questions which you need to answer. Okay. <laughs> What's the movie which you will force me to watch? A movie that I would watch. Yeah, force you, you, you to force me watch? to watch, yeah. It's your favorite movie. It might not be everyone's favorite movie, but you will force me to watch because you love it. Snatch. Snatch, what is it all about?
0: Uh that it's a Guy Ritchie film about a diamond. Uh it's a diamond heist type movie. Um, but it's just it's, it's just the best formulation of a movie for me. It, uh, it's got action, I laugh, it's funny, it's witty, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Added to
1: the list. Yeah. <laughs> with that. And what is, uh, again, speaking about innovation, for you more personally, what's one thing that would absolutely help your routine that you can invent after you leave this podcast? Or oh, this would help me every day. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, sorry advice that i
1: could give no an invention again like in your personal life oh that would help me every day if this existed on earth oh like, oh good question i don't know uh
0: yeah i want to say like go back to that teleportation <laughs> idea if we could just be anywhere at any time i would love that
1: multiply yourself <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you program yourself hey you're going to say this yeah yeah <laughs> <That's good. laughs> go there. and your favorite moment at slc
0: Favorite moment at SLC? That's a, it's a good one. I don't know. Uh, right now. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> Ask me tomorrow. It'll be right now. <laughs> every day at SLC. Yeah,
1: yeah. Every day you just got to make my best of it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And one dish that you could eat uh, till the end. Oh, of your pass. Life. Pass. I'm not answering that one. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I couldn't choose one food, food forever.
1: Food <laughs> Any specific type
0: of cuisine? that? I don't know. I love steak. I love lasagna I love I don't know I just love to eat I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't imagine <laughs> okay, just being right. able to eat one thing <laughs> oh, bananas I'll say if you need me to answer the question I'll say bananas all right yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's the first one that's yeah. the first one we're having and one pet peeve which you have that uh, if people meet you they should not absolutely not do uh,
0: yeah I think a pet peeve is when for me is when people are not observant I think, if if someone lacks the ability to observe, I think that's a pet peeve. It's irritating. You. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't don't ask for questions again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> observer, rather right. Right the first time. <laughs> and uh, so, what is uh, one amazing fact about you?
0: One amazing fact about me. Uh, I've met Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck? Yes. Okay. Now,
1: t- tell me, tell us a story.
0: So in the agency that I used to work at, I've actually met uh, quite a few, quite a few celebrities, but, um, yeah, in the agency I used to work at, uh, one of our clients was Audi and the other was Warner Brothers. So whenever TIFF came to town, we were, we were the event partner for, Warner Brothers and Audi sponsored so it was it was very much uh we, there was a lot of movies that we got to to uh to to work with um so yeah Ben Affleck uh I think the movie he was working on at the time was Argo, Argo um so question. at that event uh I, I was I was working the event and and I sort of had to show him around and uh yeah and then so so it was, it, I got to say hello I got to meet him um
1: I was also with him
0: it was good he was very nice yeah, i mean but- it was it's it's one of those scenarios where um I can imagine it being very overwhelming for for them I'm sure they're used to it I'm sure people who are in mm-hmm. in the spotlight all, are all the time are used to that but um but yeah it's 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 in it's an environment where kind of everybody wants to talk to you all the time right so 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 I, it was a very short interaction but
1: uh it's it's amazing but I it
0: stuck with me I, I I had to show him where the bathroom was so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
1: like I, I when I used to work in the uh, hotel previously, I, I am a huge fan of wrestling, so okay. I, I met like the Undertaker and for me, I yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was working at the front desk and I went into the back office. I ran fifty times. Yeah. <laughs> I met the Undertaker. That's that's yeah. a lie, about you but you know, I, I can, I'm someone who's very expressive of myself. Yeah, <laughs> I do stuff, but hey meeting enough like that's something. Yeah, that was
0: uh, 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 yeah that one. I think John Goodman. And uh, Brian Cranston. Who else? John Krasinski was also at that one too. So it was kind of a it was a That's that was a, a fun mix. one fun one to be <laughs> at. But we did that for I was I was there for about four years where we where we did that. So
1: all sorts of like you name yeah. it, probably I've been in a room with. <laughs> <laughs> and last one is always, I believe, should be more about yourself. What is one person that you will give a shout out to?
0: One person that yeah. I'll give a shout out yeah. to Gerhard. Uh, on our team, on the Spark team yeah. Is someone that I, I think if you haven't talked to yet You should um, He's someone that uh, he, he, he deals with an incredible amount uh, He's got four kids He manages a day-to-day He just did the BBA program Just a fascinating person um, And uh, and yeah So, so he, he's a project manager on the Spark team so he'd be a great a great host, or a great guest, pardon me, uh, to talk about what Spark does and, and how sure. to engage with Spark. So I'll give the shout out to Gerhard
1: and say, you're next. Yeah, one
0: <laughs> point for Gerhard. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah. out ranking. <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh, thank you again so much, Steve. Absolutely. It, it was like, a blast having you. Absolutely. A blast of creative innovation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, more what you do as a person as well, and uh, what are the amazing ideas and how it all revolves around student as well, you know. Yep. And uh, thank you so much for watching this second episode of a voice podcast. You can reach us on Instagram, which is SA underscore SLC for the Student Association and Essay Voice podcasts, uh, also both on Instagram, and uh, have again an amazing week at St. Lawrence College. And also do check the Innovation Hub, come and join them. And don't forget again to DM them on Instagram, like them, engage, follow, comment. It's all, everything can spark creativity and innovation. And I'm sure Steve will most gladly welcome you to explore the amazing world of the Innovation Hub. Thank you so much. See you soon next week on Tuesday, as always.
0: Bye, everyone.